Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy football advice, speculation, and whatever stupid stuff they decide to drop into the show. Now here's your host, Paul Charchian. Welcome, Fantasy Football Weekly. I am Paul Charchian, co-host Brian Johnson. Hello. What's up, Charch? We are fighting. We're not fighting the wildfires in Canada. Yeah, not literally. They're not either, by the way. (laughs) But, yeah. yeah, we've got a serious air quality issue. So we'll be clearing our throats yeah. a little bit at times. <laughs> yep. We may sound a little gravelly. Uh, we may be killing mics from time to time to uh, clear the throats. Yeah, it's 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 weird. You know, New York got it bad. Yeah, I got a lot of family so and friends out in that region. Yeah. It looked way worse than, in, than here. here but, yes. Yeah. But here's the thing about Canada, and I say why they're not actually fighting it. They're like, there's nothing we can do. It's so big. This thing's just going to run until it puts itself out or winter comes. Okay. I made an, aw- <laughs> an, aw- an awful joke, an awful tweet. Um, I'll share it here. You think it they was so can- awful, you're going you're to share I'm it here? Share okay, it here. all right. See if <laughs> run, it, run it by you. Uh, <laughs> how did it go? Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, you think they could control those fires up in Canada better with all the hosers Oh, that's good. That's excellent. Hey, thanks. Yeah, that's it's a dad joke, but I like it. That's, <laughs> dad jokes that's are the best re- jokes. That's really good. Uh, like last, you know, last week we broke down the teams of the AFC and NFC East, and as I was prepping up for today's show, which is the AFC and NFC South, I realized really what this is more than anything else. As we break down each one of these teams, for me, it's a sleeper show. You know, I get all excited about some sleeper who I, I really think is sitting on a good year, is being uh, being underdrafted, and we identify the most underdrafted player on each one of the eight teams that we're going to cover today, and the most overdrafted player. So it's a sleeper bus show as much as anything else. Yeah, I'm with you. Can you recall at this point in the off season? I mean, we're in OTAs now, where there's five, six big name free agents still out there. Yeah. Like DeAndre yeah. Hopkins, Dalvin Cook. Yep. Ezekiel Elliott, Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. We'll and preview all these. We have to preview. We're at this point in the offseason where you're previewing teams, but right. not every team is set in stone, but we'll just have to see where, where those guys end up. But as of right now, they are available. We'll drive, dive into the AFC South in just a moment here, but a reminder, guillotineleagues.com, now live. You can get all my player rankings for free. Get my cheat sheet for free. You can also get the premium guillotine-specific cheat sheet. Uh, we've got a new mobile app that's coming it, at the end of this month. We're very excited about that. Uh, and lots of different ways to play. Private leagues with your friends, public contests at whatever prize level you want, and our high-stakes leagues called Super Chop. 144 teams. It's the ultimate challenge. 
in the guillotine league universe. Yeah, the $50 one is almost a quarter full already. Yeah, baby. Teams. We'll have multiples of those. And it's not too early to draft. The aforementioned free agents we were talking about, you get them cheaper now. As soon as they right. sign, it doesn't matter where they sign. Their value goes, goes up. up. So it's, it's true. It is not too early. And the people that, kind of people are listening to this show now. You know, our listenership goes way up as the as the season gets closer. The people are listening now, you man, you're you are way ahead of most on this, and your ability to go crush a draft this time of year is better than it's gonna be later when everybody catches up. All right, let's go to the AFC South. Brian, what team would you like to start with? Let's start with the Titans. Okay. Um, Off-season moves that matter for Tennessee. DeAndre Hopkins, perhaps? Maybe. First team he visited um, has not signed with Tennessee, so we'll just have to wait and see there. Other than that, not a a lot of major moves in the Uh, off-season. Pretty quiet off-season. Robert Woods and uh, tight end Austin Hooper are no longer with the team. That leaves... uh, the receiving core is um, Traylon Burks, really the only guy you want. And then there's Nick Westbrook, Akine, and Kyle Phillips. They're they're deep league dart throws. It's really all about Traylon Burks at wide receiver. And we'll talk about the the, the other tight end a little later, uh, who's still with the team now that Hooper is gone. And lastly, the Titans drafted running back Ty J Spears and quarterback Will Levis. Yeah. Um, both not an immediate threat to the you know the incumbents at uh, the respective positions, Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill, but uh, th- they should have an impact this year. We'll talk a little more about Spears in a minute. Will the offense be better or worse than last year? <laughs> this is kind of a loaded question. It, it, it's going to be better. It's going to be a little bit better. I mean, Tannehill was a hurt hurt a lot last year. Yeah. Don't forget Malik Willis, but now he's he's QB three. And if something were to happen to Tannehill, Levis has mm. some intriguing upside he's, he's got a lot of bust potential as well but uh they're not going to miss Robert Woods a ton nor Austin Hooper uh Traylon Burks was injured a lot last year as well mm-hmm. hopefully he's fully healthy and in his second year he should take a take a step so we will go towards better um my most underdrafted player by ADP you would think it's Chigakonkwo who is the, now the starting tight end people are on to him so, yeah, he's, he's like the consensus sleeper, so he's yes. no longer a sleeper, Correct. basically. I've watched his ADP rise and rise yep. month over month because I've been drafting since February. So he's not really a sleeper anymore. He's going off the board as, as tight end 12 right now. So that's, yeah, that's a about tight end right. one. That's a tight yeah. end one. Yeah. So I still love him, don't get me wrong, but he's not, he's not underdrafted by any means. I'm going to go with Ty J. Spears, uh, 176th overall, Ooh, running back 54. Like mm-hmm. He has crossover appeal in that if you draft Derrick Henry – you want he's one of my handcuffs, my must handcuffs, mm-hmm. Spears. But he's also a guy I'm drafting if I don't have Derrick Henry because we're going to talk about Derrick Henry in a second. <laughs> okay, uh, but yeah, Ty J. Spears. I don't yeah. like his long term potential per se because he basically has no knees left. <laughs> he's had some major knee issues, but right this year, I'm looking at this year. We're looking at an aging Derrick Henry and yeah. Ty J. Spears, probably as healthy as he's going to be in his NFL career. So. And running back 54, uh, I'm loving the value there. And well, and, you know, Henry has – Henry could, could falter a lot of different ways at this stage of his career, right? All the miles that are on him, he might just take a big step down. We all know it. The running back position, when the end comes, it comes quickly. Yep. Derrick Henry might be at the end right now. This could be it. Uh, so Spears could get used that way. He could finally break down for a guy who's been a great workhorse back. Derrick Henry could finally break down, too. That would give Spears an opportunity, too. Yeah, you basically that, – that is oh, why Henry – Derrick Henry is my most overdrafted player right now. Going off of the board at uh, RB8, 25th overall, so he's 
end of the second, early third. But like you said, this is the epitome of mitigating the age cliff. He is at that age, especially for a running back. Yeah. 29, doesn't catch a ton. And I, yeah, it's just not an exciting offense either. They used to have such a dominant offensive line. line. That's right. not the case. So Their line, I think, was dead, ranked dead last in run blocking last year by Pro Football Focus, I believe. That early in the draft, whether I'm going for a running back or not, I mean, I'm just, I'm just not looking Derrick Henry, Henry's way this year. The most improved team in the NFL this year is going to be the Houston Texans, mm. which isn't a super bold statement. Well, they win like four games last year. Uh, in, including the mis- the mistake win in Week 18. So it's not super bold, but I'm really bullish on Houston. They traded away Brandon Cooks to Dallas. They drafted the ironically named Tank Dell. Just a, He's just a wee little guy. I'm Luke Gorman on him for fantasy purposes. They also signed meh wide receivers, uh, Robert Woods and Noah Brown. They don't do much for me either. Let me throw this out there about Tank Dell real quick. Some sites have him as Tank Dell and others have his real name is which is Nathaniel so okay so they are the ready same person yeah, as you're so. drafting across multiple <laughs> right. sites yeah uh they signed Dalton Schultz to replace Jordan Akins and I'm I am interested in Jordan Schultz as a as as somebody that Dalton I think Schultz, there's some value yeah. in so much um, for Brevin Jordan he was one of my my sleepers briefly yeah. yeah yeah that's dead and they signed uh, Devin Singletary in the offseason he will be a backup behind Damian Pierce so will this offense be better I already tipped my hand on this yes this Houston offense will be better once C.J. Stroud hits his stride, the offensive line isn't half bad. The loss of Brandon Cooks can be replaced with John Mechie. Remember, he's coming back from the leukemia. And Nico Collins should be better in year three. I'm, I'm interested in Nico Collins, too. And maybe most importantly in Houston, we have a new and presumably competent coaching staff. You get head coach Demeco Ryans, who I love. New offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick comes from the 49ers uh, with Ryans, where he was the passing game coordinator. So I love the I love that that we're bringing 49er coaching reps to the Houston Texans. I just feel like this whole coaching staff is going to take a, a sizable step up. Um, so who's the most underdrafted player? If you know me. You know how I feel about Damian Pierce. Yeah. Being drafted way too low. He's going off the board at running back 20. That's 65th overall. Dude was quietly great last year, Brian. But a lot of people didn't see him play because he played for Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's got room to do a lot more receiving this year. He was a talented receiver at Florida. And again, back to this 49ers offense. If we assuming we're getting some kind of some variation of a 49ers offense here. The offensive coordinator, Bobby Slowick, was part of the 49ers offense that threw the ball seven times per game to running backs last year. Seven times. Love it. If we're going to get anywhere close to seven, most of that work's going to go to Damian Pierce. He's got sneaky PPR upside that he did not tap into in his rookie year. So Damian Pierce, to me, is the most underdrafted player. Dalton Schultz is your honorable mention. The most overdrafted player by ADP, to me, it's Devin Singletary. I don't see him as I, he, to me, totally just a guy. Mm-hmm. He's just an injury replacement for, for Pierce. He doesn't bring much to the table stylistically, ability-wise. He's not special. So, and really, nobody from Houston's really getting overdrafted. He's running back 50, 150th off the board, but I don't even want Devin Singletary at that price. No, there are other backs in that range that are more intriguing. Rookies or other backups, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, Jerome Ford comes to mind. But yeah, I'm yeah. out on Singletary, too. What team do you want to do next? Uh, well, I got the Colts. Well, wait, last... actually, before we do Colts, okay. let's take a break. Let's work in a quick break. We'll uh, do the Indianapolis Colts, talk about the offseason moves and our, our 
most over and under drafted players when we come back. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back. Paul Charchian, Brian Johnson with you. Now, let's talk about the Colts. The Colts, yeah, a lot, a lot of, a lot of change, a lot of change in the offseason. Uh, yes, starting uh, with quarterback Matt Ryan retired. Uh, now, like a, a, a zombie extra on the Walking Dead set, I would imagine. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I can't shouldn't well, take my shots at Matt Ryan. No, I feel bad for Matt. Ryan. I know what's what's not to like I'm about sorry. Matt Ryan. He, he, his play was not a lot to like towards the end of his career. But anyway, he he he's gotten a bad rap for a lot of reasons. You're gonna see him every Sunday. Is yeah, he? I think he's Fox. He went to the. I think he's in the Fox booth, right? Yeah, I think that sounds about right. He seems like a, a Fox guy, but I, I bet he's good in the booth. But uh, anyway, he's gone. Um, as most know, the Indy drafted quarterback Anthony Richardson with the third overall pick, I believe. Second, I always get third. to give you third. Yeah, second quarterback taken. They also signed Gardner Minshew. Uh, who we'll talk about both those guys in a minute, but totally revamped the quarterback position in Indy. Uh, they also drafted wide receiver Josh Downs, who a lot of people are high on, including us, sh- uh, figures to uh, work a lot out of the slot. Um, mm-hmm. Also signed Isaiah McKenzie, who will compete with Downs, yep. uh, presumably, presumably for those slot snaps, but I uh, like the rookie a lot more in that battle. But uh, those are the most of the offseason moves that matter. Will the offense be better or worse than last year? It's got to be better. Shouldn't be hard to be better than last year. Jonathan Taylor needs to stay healthy, of course. Last year, yeah, got uh, hurt in week one. Hurt never in week the same one, back. Never all the year. same all year. Uh, offensive line was awful. Offensive line was awful. Matt Ryan struggled. It wasn't all his fault. Uh, it was mm-hmm. just a brutal year. So it can only things can only get better for the Colts. One would think uh, their most underdrafted player. I know you'll love this one. Uh, the, they all come at pretty good value, except one guy who will be the, the most overdrafted player we'll talk about in a minute, but is a uh, tight end, Jelani Woods. Yeah, baby. All right. Now we're talking. I mean, he's basically Jelani Woods. Tight end 33. Uh-huh. Just an absolute mountain of a man. He's, yes. He's bigger than the offensive lineman in the huddle, but he's athletic, clear red zone target. There are other red zone targets uh, with the Colts, and, and they still... 
have Mo Ali Cox, but I, Woods is, they got to give Woods the snaps. I mean, yes. this guy looks just like an absolute freak. So, you know, if you if you're going three tight ends late, you know, you're you're kind of fading tight ends, throwing darts at the end, or you're, you're taking one backup. Got to love Woods in the last round of virtually any draft you're in. He's my favorite tight end sleeper across all 32 teams, Jelani Woods. And Shane Steichen came from Philly where he saw Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard Mm -hmm. be massive parts of those offenses. And this is the guy. Woods is the guy who's got the athletic profile to do with what Ertz and actually he's got a better athletic profile than either Ertz or Goddard. So, yeah, if it comes together for him as a sophomore this year, oh, man, I'm yeah. excited about Jelani Woods. Hoping he gets He's my those. second tight end in all my leagues. Right on. And uh, most overdrafted player. And, again, we're, we're talking strictly redraft here, really, not dynasty empire. It's Anthony Richardson, quarterback 10 right now. Yeah, going off that's, that's, just, that's aggressive. We're not sure he's going to start the season. I My hunch is they're going to go with Minshew, see how it goes, and then go to Richardson, who he's going to have – Growing pains. Of course, the potential, the sky is the limit if he can hit his ceiling with the rushing, of course, and he's got a cannon arm. But for it all to come together in his rookie year, just to go at quarterback 10 when it's such mm-hmm. a deep position this year, that's yeah. you're sinking a lot of uh, draft capital into a, a rookie who might not even start the year. So uh, he's being way overdrafted by me. Yeah. Not by me, too, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm not, look, I'm with you. Quarterback 10 gets you Kirk Cousins, who's going to get you two touchdowns and 280 yards every week. And that's super, super safe. And, I, you know, obviously, we're totally aware of what rushing, passing, combo quarterbacks oh, He's going do. before Daniel Jones. And we saw what Daniel Jones did as a rushing quarterback last year. And he, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's crazy to me. Yeah, it I could be wrong. I'll die on this hill, though. I'm, yeah, no, I, like, I, we all want him to succeed. And yeah. I hope he's great, and I hope it's week one. But that's asking a lot of a kid who was who got so few starts in college. All right, our final AFC South team is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, a, a bunch of offseason moves that you should care about. First-round pick, a tackle for Anton Harrison, who replaces Juwan Taylor. And Taylor was good, so they needed somebody to, to fill that spot, and I love they put a first-rounder there. Third-round pick on Tank Bigsby, who muddies the water for Travis uh, Etienne. We'll talk more about that later. They gain, remember, Calvin Ridley off his season-long suspension. They let Marvin Jones go back to Detroit. And then Evan Ingram got franchised. But then the team spent a third-rounder on Brent Strange from Penn State. which strange was a, pick. A, It was a little bit of a strange pick. Literally. So will this offense be better or worse than last year? It was a lot better last year. But I think it gets a little bit better this season, too. Trevor Lawrence has the upside to be a top five passer in what is effectively a second season because we're going to throw out that rookie year. Yeah, the Urban Meyer year. Urban Meyer year, yeah. Calvin Ridley should be a major upgrade over Marvin Jones. And Tank Bigsby is far better than James Robinson or Snoop Connor. I mean, the depth chart gets a lot better with Tank Bigsby there. So who's the most underdrafted Jaguar, Brian? Um, Going in, I I thought I was going to be talking about Calvin Ridley. Mm Mm-hmm. But the public is very, very bullish on him. Yeah. His ADP is wide receiver 16. Yep. Going before Christian Kirk. Who is coming off a wide receiver 10 <laughs> yeah. season. So uh, there's no, there really isn't value to be had on Calvin Ridley. The most underdrafted player is Tank Bigsby. Going off the board right now, running back 46, 144th overall. Man, people are totally missing the boat on how this thing's going to unwind. I'm confident. Travis Etienne, 
will not be a workhorse back. He's not built for it, and Doug Peterson doesn't like to use single workhorse guys. And Bigsby's a fascinating prospect. He's one of my favorite rookie runners coming into this draft. And here's a critical component. Tank Bigsby's going to be the goal line back. Travis Etienne got 13 carries from inside the five last year. You know how many touchdowns he got on 13 carries? Two. Three. That's it. And he averaged 0.7 yards per carry inside the five. These short yardage goal line carry, that's going to go to Tank Bigsby. And I think he's going to be in a regular rotation with, with ETN. So... And Trevor Lawrence, an underrated runner too, and especially at the the goal line, he's got some truck stick to him. Yeah, he, he's going to sneak in some too, Travis. And so my most overdrafted player, as you can already see coming, Travis Etienne is, I think, if you had to right now today, this week, uh, it's Friday the sixteenth of July of June. If I had to pick one player to hang my hat on to disappoint fantasy players across all the teams. It would be Travis Etienne. Not that he's a terrible player, but at running back 14, 39th player off the board, you were getting a player with a lot of limitations. He's not going to be the goal line guy. He was little used in the passing game last year, averaging just two catches per game. That's it. And then you add in Calvin Ridley, you add in Strange, you add in Tank Bigsby, and I think there's the ball's going to find its way out of his hands way more than people think right now. Yeah, it's an easy pass on me uh, on ETN. You can get guys like uh, Aaron Jones, J.K. Dobbins, Joe Mixon, like half a round, yeah. to a round later, and that, that it feels a lot safer than ETN. Let's go to the NFC South. Which team would you like to start with, Brian? Uh, let's go with the Bucks. We'll uh, this shouldn't we'll take get it long. over with. <laughs> uh, yeah, tear uh, the bandaid off on the Bucks. Um, so Tom Brady retired, probably as of right now he is retired. Uh, Bucks signed Baker Mayfield to compete with Kyle Trask. Mayfield likely to start the year, but really only a conversation for superflex leagues, and he's not a starter uh, in superflex leagues. Neither are the they're both depth guys. So. Uh, not a lot of excitement at the quarterback position. Maybe next year will, mm-hmm. uh, will be exciting uh, times at quarterback for the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks let Leonard Fournette walk um, in free agency. They did sign Chase Edmonds, but he is dead to me after last year. Just yep. killed me in many leagues. I was pretty high on him. That was stupid. Uh, not again this year. So as of right now, it's the Rashad, the Rashad White show. Um, that said, I think the Bucks are a candidate to land. Probably not Leonard Fournette, but maybe Zeke Elliott. Uh, Kareem Hunt, maybe Dalvin Cook, mm-hmm. sort of close enough to his home in Miami. So we'll see if that, that backfield is uh, cemented right now. But as of right now, it's Rashad White uh, all the way. Yep. Um, others who are no longer with the Bucks, who we don't really care about, Julio Jones, Scotty Miller, Cameron Braid, Kyle Rudolph, no one cares. No one cares. Uh, the offense will be worse this year, even though Tom Brady was like 50, significant downgrade yep. at quarterback. Uh, they're not going to get better with Baker Mayfield. Um, most underdrafted player, it's kind of both to me. It's Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. They're, co- they're quarterbacks. Both, they both, the ceilings fall out. These are yeah. both guys being taken in, what, the top 12 last year? Yeah. Evans, and now they're going in the 30s, right, yeah, at wide receiver? Evans is wide receiver 34. He's going, like, a round later than Godwin, so I'll go with him. Um, again, we don't like the quarterbacks, but Evans, he's still going to push for that 1,000 yards. Yeah. You would think if he stays healthy, seven, eight touchdowns. So at wide receiver 34, that seems a little too cheap, even with Baker Mayfield throwing him the ball. And the most overdrafted player, 
it's tough. I, I, I said I liked Rashad White, but it, right now it's him because he's the only buck that's really getting drafted inside right. the top so 100. There's, there's nobody else that qualifies. Yeah, he's yeah. going as RB26, uh, 86th overall. Um, it actually feels about right. It feels for about Rashad right White. for now, but that, that could get blown up with, mm-hmm. uh, with a, a free agent signing. So that's my only concern there. Really, but uh, I like it a lot more in PPR than in standard leagues. But I still don't think he's going to be a bell cow. Should mention Sean Tucker was an intriguing prospect coming out of Syracuse, but he had he basically didn't do any drills, combine, mm-hmm. pro day. Uh, he was signed as an undrafted free agent, and people were had him as a top ten running back going to the draft, rookie running yeah. back. So a little intrigued by him. So a guy to keep your eye on. So Rashad White, though, if I had to pick an overdrafted player, it would be him. Offensive line was bad last year, projects to be bad this year, although they're coming back healthier, um, but just the talent drop-off from from uh, just as recently as a couple of years ago has been dramatic yeah. across that offensive line. The tanking has started already. In Tampa. Yeah, they're, I mean, they want look, Caleb Williams. They do. I mean, they're, you know, they're playing for next year's quarterback mm-hmm. this year in Tampa, and, it, and it's the, totally the right thing to do. I'll go to the Atlanta Falcons. The offseason moves that matter, uh, really just one, and it was the draft day selection of Bijan Robinson to an offense that had the second highest run play percentage last year. And here's what's really fascinating about the, the second highest run play percentage from last year. The, all the teams, the teams that finished first, third, and fourth had Justin Fields, Lamar Jackson, and Jalen Hurts. They had rushing quarterbacks designed to play for their rushing quarterbacks. The Falcons didn't. You know, they were not doing design plays for Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter, and yet they had the second highest run play percentage. Arthur, uh, Arthur Blank, Smith. not Blank, Arthur Smith loves to run the ball. So, Bijan Robinson is a tantalizing uh, improvement. Also, the Falcons brought in a Mac Hollins, who popped a bit in Las Vegas. Um, well, uh, I think he's, I think he's got a little sneaky to him. Yeah, and he's I mean, gonna he's, he's gonna start two. he's gonna start opposite Drake London. We talked about DeAndre Hopkins uh, earlier in the show. He makes a ton of sense to me in Atlanta. He wants to compete. This is the softest division mm-hmm. in the NFL, right. By yeah. far, yeah. And they need a wide <laughs> wide receiver. They, need, I mean, they, they got Kyle, they got two wide receivers in Kyle Pitts and Drake London. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but I don't know. And I think they have the money. It seems like it seems like there could be something there for me. You'd have to we'll convince see. them there's, that they're going to pass. Yeah, which true. is really at the end of the day, what's killed Kyle Pitts more than anything else. This team doesn't send it, doesn't pass. Anyway, um, will the offense be better or worse this year? It's a second, it's the second year for Desmond Ritter. Yet in the acquisition of Robinson, presumably Kyle Pitts stays healthy. And then if Kyle Pitts doesn't, they can actually improve the position with Jonu Smith. (laughs) Jonu Smith reunited with Arthur Smith from their days in Tennessee. Oh, I'm I'm not rooting for injury because we don't do that here. But if anything happens to Kyle Pitts, Game on, Janu Janu. The most underdrafted player by ADP. Now, Brian, I know what you would say. The most underdrafted player by ADP is Kyle Pitts. Uh, by the way, going off the board is tight end five. I mean, there's not, a, there's really not value to be had there no. on Kyle Pitts. Tyler, were he here, he would tell you the that Desmond Ritter going off the board is quarterback 30. He's very bullish on Desmond Ritter. I'm going to take the discarded remains of Tyler Algier as the most underdrafted player. His stock has plummeted to running back 48, 155th overall. And we don't know for sure. I'm really going to get into the most overdrafted player here too. B. John Robinson's going off the board as running back three. Yeah. 10th pick overall. Running back three. And I love the guy. Don't get me wrong. I think he's going to be a very good player. 
But do we know for sure that Arthur Smith will, A, ditch the committee that he has used ever since he got to Atlanta, uh, including the shockingly effective Tyler Algier, who I think you can make a case for as being significantly underdrafted, and B, is he going to throw to his runners, something he's never done in Atlanta or Tennessee? Or is Bijan Robinson going to get all the PPR help that you need to validate a running back three overall top 10 draft pick? We don't know that that's the case. And there's also a case to be made for Arthur Smith to look at this team and go, you know what, is this the year I want to put 320 touches onto Bijan Robinson? Yeah. This year? Maybe not. I mean, this isn't like their Super Bowl run year, right? right? That would presumably be next year if it turns out Desmond Ritter is good yeah. enough to Ritter's got to prove to be the guy to like fully unleash Bijan like, yeah, in the I think Marshall so too. Falk role. Yeah. Like we got our Kurt Warner types. But yeah, a guy like Bijan going in the, the first round, if his backup, who is a capable backup, Tyler Algier, as we know from last year, at over a thousand yards. Yeah. He's a pretty easy buy. Uh even if you like I said, like crossover appeal, he's a he's can be a handcuff if if you're worried about Bijan, but even if you don't have him, uh could be a league winner if something were to happen to Bijan. And something could happen to anyone in this game. Correct. Uh let's go to Carolina. All right. Uh a lot of lot of change in Carolina. Oh boy. Um drafted Bryce Young, number one overall. Um traded DJ Moore as part of that package. So uh, Moore no longer uh wide receiver in Carolina. They brought in wide receivers Adam Thielen and DJ Chark via free agency, drafted Jonathan Mingo. So mm-hmm. a lot of change at wide receiver. Yeah, they yeah s- that's your one, two, and three at receiver right yeah. there, and they're all new. So much for the the, the Ter- Terrace Marshall truthers. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that's ever going to come to fruition. But, uh, we'll see. You know, Adam Thielen, see what he's got in the tank. DJ Chark has struggled to stay healthy at times. But uh, as of now, those are the top three. Dante Foreman left via free agency. He's on the Bears, too, now Mm -hmm. uh, with DJ Moore. So the Carolina signed running back Miles Sanders. He is uh, your starting running back as of right now. Um, A little – I'm not too excited about Sanders. We'll talk about him more in a minute. And uh, Hayden Hurst uh, also signed uh, in free agency as a starting tight end. So, like, basically a totally revamped offense in Carolina. Um, Offense should be better. I mean, we're going, like, from Sam Darnold. They – Traded Christian McCaffrey last year. They they basically had DJ Moore, and, and that was about yeah. it. So uh, even though Bryce Young is a rookie, uh, they, they did they did bulk up at receiver. Sanders, uh, I would call that an upgrade over Dante Foreman. Hayden Hurst, I don't know. They never use their tight ends in in Carolina, so we'll see how that goes. But I, I'll say the offense will be better. My most underdrafted player is Chuba Hubbard, though, uh, going off the board at oh interesting running back fifty six. Uh, that's one hundred eighty second. Overall, that's because Miles Sanders is my most overdrafted player. Going off the board is RB19. People expecting him just to be this magical bell cow. Mm-hmm. That he's never been on better offenses where he's kind of – the door was open for him in Philly, but he just never – Everybody assumed put, it was scheme. And, you know, like coach, the, no, the coaches didn't want to make him a workhorse less than he could be a workhorse, but I don't know about that. Yeah, I, I just don't think he was – good enough to command the, the lion's share of, of the touches. So, And you can't convince me that just apples to apples, Miles Sanders is that much better of a running back than Chuba Hubbard. So, I don't know. Chuba Hubbard has had opportunities where they've needed to start him. He's had some good just, games he's when he's got touches. Like a guy. It's just, I don't know. If you're not getting one of the top three or four running backs, you're kind of stockpiling running backs this year because, you know, 
again, the, the bell cow is a dying breed, mm-hmm. and just Chuba Hubbard is a, a late-round target uh, that I'm, I'm throwing See, darts I kind of like Thielen because here's why. I think Thielen's going to get the vast – he's going to buy, buy a lot. He's going to be the target leader mm-hmm. on the Panthers. He's, for a young quarterback, Adam Thielen's going to be in the right place. He's got elite hands. You know, your young quarterback knows if I just deliver a catchable ball there, it, my guy's going to catch it. I think Thielen's quietly sitting on not a totally non-explosive but still competent year as a number one receiver. So yeah, he was, he's going he, off the board at like wide receiver forty. Yeah, he was in the mix in this convo, but I don't know. He, right. he looked like he lost a step last year. Hopefully, he did. He get no, he, gets he did it lose back. a step, but we'll see. See what happens. Uh, last one for the show is New Orleans Saints. Um, Derek Carr replaces Andy Dalton, and I'm going to talk more about that and why. It may be way more of a lateral move than you think it is. Details coming. They added two runners to a backfield that already had Alvin Kamara, rookie Kendra Miller, and last year's touchdown leader, Jamal Williams. So will this offense be better or worse than last year? I believe it's going to be much more similar to last year than most people do. Everybody thinks that this is this is an, a, an offense that's going to be a lot better. Allow me to repeat some of the stuff we talked about on the Chris Olave Fantasy Football Weekly Micro, about Derek Carr and Andy Dalton. Okay. I think you will be surprised. Completion percentage. Dalton was 7% more complete, more accurate than Carr. So advantage Dalton. Yards per attempt. Dalton, 7.6. Carr, 7.0. Everybody thinks that this is going to unlock a deep downfield passing attack with Derek Carr. Not necessarily. Advantage Dalton. PFF passer grade, Dalton was sixth, sixth among passers last year. Carr was 25th. Wow. And remember, they benched him and let him walk for nothing from the Raiders. Advantage Dalton. In next-gen stats, expected completion percentage, Carr was sixth worst, and all five quarterbacks under him were starters who got benched during the season. Advantage Dalton. I feel like I'm watching a tennis match right now. <laughs> Advantage Dalton. He's got a very tennis name. On Dalton. deep passes, they're both bad. Carr's adjusted completion percentage was 39%. Dalton's was 31%. They're both bad. And here's the here's the last thing I'll mention in these two. Troublingly, Dalton last year in New Orleans was better than Carr in all these metrics, and he had the second shortest time to throw in the NFL. Here comes Carr. If he's got the second shortest time to throw, I can't tell you he's going to be better than he was last year, even an improvement over Andy Dalton. So then add in a add in um, the depth at running back is going to be nice, and that part helps this offense, but I think the passing game is going to be way more even from what it was last year to this year. The most underdrafted player by a mile, and one of my favorite sleepers, Brian. Probably one of mine, too. Rashid, Rashid Shaheed, baby. Such a funny name oh, to say, too. I do love to say Rashid Shaheed. Wide receiver 75 going off the board. Pick 166. Remember last year, undrafted rookie, um, lightly used until the midway point of the season, and then suddenly, dude's making splash plays. He debuted in week seven, promptly scored a 44-yard rushing touchdown, a 53-yard receiving touchdown. Over his final five games, all of them as a starter, Rashid Shahid went from undrafted wide receiver to starting the December games for the Saints. Over those five games, he averaged four catches 
for 65 yards. Undrafted receiver. He caught 82% of his passes on the year. He had a very healthy A dot of 11 and a half yards. He finished 30th in yards after catch, per catch, which isn't bad. Dude can be, he's fast. He's, Rashid Shahid is fast. He, get this, he finished last year's Pro Football Focus's 26th ranked wide receiver ahead of Jerry Judy and Chris Godwin and DJ Moore and a dozen other household names. He's going to beat out Michael Thomas, and he's going to be the starting number two receiver for the New Orleans Saints, Rashid Shaheed. I love it. Yeah. What's the over-under on games played by Michael Thomas? I got Six. Six? I'll take six. What do you think? Well, I was going to say eight and a half, but yeah. I'd set the line at something like well, he that. Hasn't had an, he hasn't had an eight-and-a-half game season no. in, what, four years? Yeah, I'll believe it when, yeah. when I see it. Uh, the most overdrafted player, um, I got to go Chris Olave, even though I love the guy and totally yeah. love the skill set. But everything I just told you about Derek Carr not really being the upgrade, he's going off the board at wide receiver 12. He finished right. last year as wide receiver 24. Um, so he's got to make a jump from 24 to 12 to be good at that eight, to meet that ADP expectation. I don't, I don't know if he can. Yeah, I'd, I'd take Devontae Smith. Well, I'd still, he's going before Devontae Smith, T. Higgins. Definitely would take T. Higgins over Olave. Mm-hmm. Debo Samuel going a, more about a round later than Olave, which is kind of crazy to me. Yeah. Amari Cooper, yeah. yeah. There's a lot, a lot of risk uh, baked into Olave this year. For sure. Love him as a player like you do, but might not be the best situation. We'll be back next week. We will break down uh, the teams in the West, the AFC West, the NFC West. We'll talk through those. And again, a lot of it's just unearthing some of the great sleepers and values that we have and the players we're nervous about at where they're getting drafted, getting you ready to draft, and hopefully at a guillotine league. Talk to you in a week, everybody. Bye-bye. Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.